Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Hustlers Podcast. It's your girl, Logan. And I'm pretty sure to, this is episode either 19 or 20, guys. 19 or 20. Like, we are getting there. <laughs> it's almost been 21 consecutive shows, and it's been so much fun. Honestly, like, before I actually started this, I kind of put it off and hesitated because it felt so big, like, committing to, you know, recording a podcast episode every single day for 21 days straight. It felt really big, and I was like, how am I going to commit to that? And once I just kind of dove in and allowed, like, my day-to-day life to be the inspiration, it just became easy, like... What I'm about to share with you right now, I've, I've just been sitting here reading for the past little bit and something I just read inspired me and here we are recording a podcast episode. So next time you are telling yourself a story about how something is really, really big or it's going to be really, really hard or you don't know how you're going to fully commit to it, stop telling yourself the bullshit. <laughs> like it's only hard because you're telling yourself it's hard or it's only hard because it's new and unfamiliar It doesn't have to be a struggle. Whatever it is that you're approaching, it doesn't necessarily have to be a struggle. It can be an opportunity for growth. It can be an opportunity for adventure. And that's exactly what this episode is about. So um, I just started reading the book Warrior Goddess Training. I highly recommend it if you're interested in embodying more of your, you know, divine femininity, um, really healing past feminine trauma, things like that. It's so good. It's so good. And the part that I just finished reading, it's all about, um, the, the chapter is called grounding your being and freeing your, and ground your being and free your past. So all about, um, grounding into your sense of truth and not allowing your sense of groundedness to be rooted in, you know, being a mom or being a wife or being a business owner or being this or that, not having that be the sense of your grounding, like not being your root tap for life. Like this is where you find your meaning, but instead allowing yourself to be grounded in your truth as, you know, a divine being and, you know, things like that. But in order to do that, we have to free ourselves from our past. And this chapter that, or this this section of this chapter that I just read is about releasing your old stories. And I actually want to read it to you. Um, So we're going to have a bit of a story time. It's just so good. So here we go. As women, we are filled to the brim with stories woven by learned beliefs and agreements of what it means to be a female that keep us tied to past old beliefs and keep us from our true potential. Do you ever feel that you're weighted down by your past and buried under layers of self-doubt, fears, and confusion? When I first started apprenticing with Don Miguel Ruiz and working with the Toltec teachings, I felt like a suitcase that was overstuffed with all the ideas of who I thought I should be. My entire inside world was crowded and heavy. I knew I wanted to lighten my load, but at first I didn't know how to change. I just knew I wanted to. As I learned to hold myself in a container of compassionate awareness and refrain from judging, I began to notice the impact my words had on my relationship to myself. One day I was sharing the story of my life with a new friend. I had an epiphany. I realized that my story was not a factual collection of words describing my life. My story was a heavy anchor I was dragging behind me while trying to catch the wind in my sails. My story used to go something like this. 
I was traumatized as a child by how often my family moved. I went to eight different schools and lived in four countries, Singapore, Hong Kong, the United States, and Thailand by the time I was 16. We would move every two years or so. I started off at each school feeling painfully shy, disconnected, and alone. By the second year, I would have made friends and found my groove, and then we would move again and the cycle would start over. Because of the many times I moved from my friend, away from my friends or they moved away because of their parents' jobs, I have a hard time connecting with people intimately and I'm afraid of being abandoned. Each time I told my story, I felt sorry for myself. Wouldn't you? And on that day with my new friend, I had the awareness to lovingly release my past frame of perception and rewrite my history as an adventure rather than a disaster. This is my new story. I was blessed as a child with an adventurous family. We moved for every two years and traveled around the world every summer. I spent most of my childhood going to great international schools in Southeast Asia, and by the time I was 16, my family had visited or lived in 20 different countries, including Thailand, Singapore, India, Egypt, Italy, and Spain. Because of the many times we moved and traveled, I learned to be incredibly flexible and to deeply love the diversity and creativity of humans. My childhood experiences helped me relate to many different perspectives to make new friends easily and to celebrate change. Each time I told this new story, I felt a sense of adventure and lots of gratitude. How does it make you feel? Now the important question, which story is true? Both stories are true and not true, depending on my perspective. The answer isn't about which one is the absolute truth, but which one feels most in alignment with who I am and who I want to be. One is a story of a victim life, and the second is a claim of a story of a warrior goddess. The warrior goddess path takes awareness and merges it with action to create inner change. Awareness shows us where we're stuck in a heavy past. Transformation br- brings us into a lightness of consciously choosing chosen presence. Excuse me. Choosing to be a warrior goddess woman means looking at ourselves as a palette of colors and textures and noticing which colors and textures nourish and enliven us and which drain or dull us. It's only when we become aware that a certain story, action, or behavior doesn't feed us that we can change it. Today, my internal world has much more space and what is unnecessary baggage is much more obvious. I now see internal unpacking as a sweet, ongoing process of inner cleaning, like washing the dishes or brushing my teeth. Transformation starts with how we use our words, how we speak our story to ourselves and to others. Like body and mind, words are vessels. Each word we choose can hold the vibration of healing, peace, and love, or be brimming with victimization and judgment. Our words help to nourish or deplete our vessel. Even the same sentence can increase or decrease our enthusiasm, depending on the energy behind the words. I can say to someone, you're doing great, and infuse those four words with enthusiasm and support. Or I can say, you're doing great, with sarcasm and bitterness, and the message is conveyed very differently, even if the words seem positive. Awareness leads to understanding and clarity of what is working and what is not working. Clarity leads to taking personal responsibility to transform our patterns and habits. Responsibility leads to releasing blame, guilt, and shame. And when we release blame, guilt, and shame, we are free to choose with gratitude which story we want to believe. How beautiful is that? So incredible. And I personally, I've always known that language is neutral until we assign it meaning. And essentially by assigning it meaning, we're infusing it with energy, right? People, like I get asked all the time, I cuss around my kids like fucking sailor. And it's not that like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) It's not that I'm like trying to be some cool mom. It's that I want to teach them that their words matter and that they get to choose the energy that they infuse with their words. 
Like, fuck. A lot of people automatically assume fuck is a bad word. Don't say fuck. But it's neutral until you infuse it with energy and meaning, right? I can say, I fucking love you. (laughs) And that has a very different energetic vibration than, hey, fuck you. You know, same word, essentially, totally different vibration, totally different energy, and it creates a different impact, which then creates a different feeling in me and in the person on the receiving end, right? So our words are so important. And until I ju- until I read that passage, I thought I viewed my personal story as fixed, right? Like it is what it is. This is my personal story. This is my past. You know, it, it is what it is. I never really took full responsibility for the fact that although certain things did happen in my past, I now get to choose how I perceive them. And I can choose to perceive them from the standpoint of being a victim or from the standpoint of being grateful for the experiences that have led me to where I am right now. And both of those options then create a very different emotion in me, right? I'm I'm assigning different meaning to the words. Like the story is largely the same, but I'm assigning different meaning to the words that make it up. I'm assigning different energetic frequency to the words and to the experience. Does that make sense? So I think it's really easy to look at our past and just think of ourselves as victims of it. Oh, it's in the past. What's done is done. I can't do anything about it. But that's not true. You may not be able to change the events of your past. You may not be able to change the the words of the story, but you can change the meaning. You can change how you perceive them. You can change how you interact with those quote unquote truths from the past today. Are you going to choose to allow them to be that anchor that holds you down, that holds you back from growing and flourishing? Or are you going to choose to release that anchor and really allow it to, to become the energy to instead fill your sails and push you forward? Our past can either be the anchor that holds us back or the wind that moves us forward. And we get to choose. Again, not saying, not invalidating our past, not denying our past, but instead choosing to embody this warrior goddess energy and allow our past to be the energetic fuel that pushes us forward to a new future and that really empowers us, right? So we get to decide, do we want to be victims of our past or do we want to be the victors of our past, which I think is really, really powerful. You know, so often we, we choose not to take responsibility <laughs> and it's not even necessarily like a conscious choice. You know, it's just like, oh, it, it is what it is and I can't do anything about it, but we can always do something about how we respond to it. Always, always, always. So what language are you allowing in your vessel right now, in your, you know, energetic vessel that might be hindering you from experiencing the growth or the progress that you desire? You know, are you fixated on your past in terms of being a victim of it? Are you fixated on some part of your life in terms of being a victim? And how can you flip the switch and instead of being a victim, come out victorious, come out as the victor on the other end and really use your story, use your experiences, use your past as the fuel that pushes you forward into your future right? Being a victim is a choice. Being a victim is a choice and it is 
absent of your actual physical circumstances. You can like quote unquote, like physically be being victimized in a situation. Like other people looking at your situation might think of you as the victim, but if you don't think of yourself as the victim, then you're not the victim. You create this sense of freedom within yourself, within your vessel, within your being when you choose to see yourself as free, regardless of what's going on outside of yourself. And a lot of this is happening in the real world right now. A lot of people are feeling victimized by the government, by their jobs, by leaders, by this, by that. And it would be really easy to say, yeah, I'm a victim. Like it would be really easy to adopt that mentality of, oh shit, I can't do anything about the government. I can't do anything about this. I can't do anything about that. And to just allow that to then color your actions and your, your perception of the world and the way you show up and the way you think and, you know, ultimately create a reality of ultimate victimhood. Like you are just living your life and you're a puppet and other people are controlling you. Or we can choose to cultivate this sense of freedom. Like whatever the fuck is going on around me is going on around me. I'm still a free being just here being free. You know, we can choose to liberate ourselves from our physical circumstances when we see ourselves as free, regardless of what's going on outside of ourselves. And think talking about this makes me think about, and this might not be a great example, but have you ever, you guys ever seen um, the movie, The Shawshank Redemption or read the book, The Shawshank Redemption by um, Stephen King? It's so good. Um, the book is better than the movie, but both are so fucking good. And the, the movie has Morgan Freeman in it. And anything with Morgan Freeman is epic. But in the book and in the movie, this character, Andy Dufresne, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't read the book or seen the movie, he is convicted for a murder that he did not commit. And he's imprisoned. And he ends up digging his way out and getting out. And it's the whole epic story. He frees himself. But the entire time that he is imprisoned... The prisoners around him continually notice and like, you know, talk about how he seems to be a free man. He just walks around the prison yard like a free man. And I think this is a beautiful representation of how, now granted, this is a fictional story. <laughs> this is a fictional story. Andy Dufresne was not a real person. This shit happens all the time though. Like people going to, to prison, you know, wrongfully accused and, and acquitted for a crime that they didn't, they didn't commit. But, um, I love this, this just visualization, this imagery of this prisoner in jail, in his jumpsuit, his prison garb, all of the things guards all around him. And he's just walking around like a free man. And it has nothing really to do with him actually being free, right? Because he's in prison. <laughs> he can only do so much. And it's not one of those like celebrity prisons where it's basically like house arrest at, you know, a fucking resort. Like we're not talking about Martha Stewart's prison experience or anything. Um, she might've actually gone to real prison. I don't fucking know. But like, this is like legit prison set in like the early 1900s. Um, so pretty brutal situation, circumstances. And despite his physical environment, Andy just walks around like a free man. And again, it has nothing to do with him being able to like go to the store and like actually be free. It has everything to do with his, his embodiment and his energy and his mentality. Andy knew that he didn't commit that crime. He knew it. And in that sense, he was free of feeling like he was, he was guilty. He was able to free himself mentally and energetically and spiritually. So despite his physical circumstances, he was still free. 
So much so that his the, the prisoners around him could even see it and sense it. And some of them attacked him for it. But just like Andy, we have the option. We can either succumb to our circumstances and buy into the illusion that we're not free, that we're victims, that we don't have options, that we don't have choices. Or we can look at our external circumstances, see them for what they are, just a set of circumstances, and choose to cultivate our freedom from within. Choose to see ourselves as the victor who rises above the circumstances. Infuse our stories with so much positive energy and gratitude and self-awareness that we, we aren't the victims. Again, someone might see you as a victim, but if you don't see yourself as a, a victim, then you're not the victim. You rise above. You win. You fucking win. <laughs> so... I feel like this got a little deep, a little philosophical here. Um, But ultimately, freedom isn't something that's like doled out by the Constitution or the government or any shit like that. Freedom is how you feel. It's the energy that you embody. It's a state of being. So are you embodying the state of being free regardless of what your external circumstances look like? Or are you allowing your life to be dictated by situations, circumstances, shit that ultimately is outside of your control. But you always get to choose how you respond. You always get to choose the meaning and the energy that you infuse into the situation and how you approach it as an individual. So I hope this is helpful. I hope this lands for you. Um, Bottom line, you're not a fucking victim. You're only a victim if you choose to believe that you are. And you have the choice. So choose to be a victim or choose to rise the fuck above and become the victor of your story despite what the quote unquote facts look like on paper. You can choose to take those facts and those words on that paper and infuse them with a different energy and that is going to vastly transform how you move, how you act and how you show up moving forward and ultimately what your life looks like. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tagging along for this little journey with me um, of 21 days of podcasting. I am so grateful for you. I love you so much. And I'll talk to you next time.